If you've ever sold your own home, you know how stressful and crazy it can be. And we get the blessing every day to help our sellers through these stressful and crazy times. So let's put our feet in their shoes today and let's work to build a business that takes as much of the stress away from our sellers as possible. And let's find a way to build that sustainably so that we aren't taking on all that stress ourselves. This podcast is the second part of our client process series. And today we're talking all about systematizing the seller process to save time, reduce stress for both us and our clients, and in turn, get more referrals with Rockstar Customer Service. Hey there, I'm Allie. And I'm Zach, and we're realtors in Madison, Wisconsin. We've ditched all the cheesy sales tactics and sleazy scripts to craft a real estate business we truly love using the power of social media and beyond. We created the Social Agents Club podcast to give you simple step-by-step strategies and systems to transform your business, give you more freedom, and help you do more of what you love and less of what you don't. If you're a go-getter realtor who wants a strong foundation and a badass referral generating community around you, and you don't want to be boring, this podcast is for you. Let's Let's do do it. it. Hey, hey, hello. I hope you enjoyed that intro music. We are Zach and Allie, and we are happy to be here in your car. You're you're listening in your car, aren't you? I'm just going to guess that you are in your car. Wow, that's a good guess. It's a Toyota Corolla 2016. All right, we're excited to be here. In last week's episode, we talked all about the buyer process, and we discussed all the little details that are going to save you time and stress, and we talked about ways we can implement stronger customer service for our buyers, right? So today we're going to do the same thing, but for our sellers. So another shout out to our good friend, Kennedy. Oh, Kennedy is the star of the The show. The star of the show. So our friend Kennedy has worked with a lot of different brands. And uh, anyways, he's implementing a system for his business that he talks about attract, engage, delight oh he was telling us about it and we just thought it was the best thing ever so anyways we want to delight our sellers in the process of them you know selling their home so we're going to talk about ways to do that today so before we do that let's review some of the things that we talked about in the last episode um, about the importance of customer experience and customer service so The main point of clarifying your customer experience is that anytime you can create predictability, you're going to decrease stress for both you and your client. And that is huge, especially when selling your home or buying a home can be extremely stressful and there's a lot that could go wrong, right? The little details of making our clients feel prepared and well taken care of in between that lead generation stage and the accepted offer and all the way to closing and after, those details are gonna pay off in big ways in your business. Dividends. Oh, dividends, wow. And the systems that we put in place have drastically improved our customer service, but they've also cut our work time and stress levels in half or more. So we can't emphasize enough the importance of creating that system and committing to it so that your customers, your clients have the same experience no matter who they are, right? Exactly. So everyone gets top-notch customer service. 
High quality. So first up in creating your process, let's go back to those basics. So we asked this question in the last podcast episode, but here we are again. How do you want your sellers to feel as they're going through the process with you? So last time we talked about, we want them to feel educated, our buyers, and empowered to make the best choice for them and their family. And so we want those same things for our sellers too. And on top of that, we want our sellers to feel like we're the best agent to get their house sold in a timely manner that aligns with what their goals are. So it's a little bit different mindset. You want them to feel totally confident that you can get the job done, right? Right. So a little different than those buyers who may want their hands held a little bit more. The sellers, you know, they really want someone who's going to sell their dang house, plain and simple. So if you're cool too, I mean, that's an added bonus. So anyways, as you clarify what this process is and then everything that happens at each step of that process of selling their home, then you can focus on making sure all of those points are checked off that you know, your sellers feel totally confident in you. They feel taken care of. They feel educated and empowered and ready to move on to their next venture, right? So that's why clarifying all these steps is super important. So let's solidify what those steps are along the way of the home selling process, just like we did with our buyers in the last episode. Take it away, Zach. Okay, so six steps, guys. Tune on in. Step one is you get the new seller lead. Step two is scheduling the first meeting, right? Yep. Step three is going through the listing consultation. Step four is the listing contract and then showings. Step five, negotiating and accepting an offer. And then step six is closing and beyond. (laughs) To closing and beyond. Nice. That is nice. Yep. All right. Anyways, so just like we did with our buyers, let's go through each of those steps with our sellers and confirm how we can elevate their customer experience. So step number one, the new seller lead. So from the moment you get a new seller lead, it's important to show your professionalism, top notch communication and your care for your clients. They need to trust that you have their best interests in mind. So in that communication, like we said, we want to be the professionals. We want to put their minds at ease because this is a big step in their life, obviously, right? So in the last episode, we talked about how I have really bad flight anxiety. Mm, Airplane. Yes. And when I board that airplane and sometimes like, well, always the flight attendants are there. Sometimes the the pilot. Pilot. That's what his name (laughs) or her. Uh, the pilot is there and they have their smiling faces and that just like eases my anxiety. Just that first step, you know, they're, I don't know. They just know that I have anxiety and they're extra smiley to me. I don't know. Anyways. So we want to create that same calmness, smiley calmness. Right. Okay. So the way that we do that is we make sure we explain all the steps of the process up front to our sellers and um the first step that they need to take is scheduling that listing consultation so we explain what happens um you know our goals for the listing consultation get to know their house get to know their goals you know if they're buying get them set up on the accurate information and we want to get them set up on accurate information as far as pricing their home goes so we want to make sure we clearly lay all of those expectations from the moment they inquire and become a new lead 
So that's step one. Step number two is scheduling the first meeting. And, you know, this sounds kind of lame but <laughs> there are some things that happen that just elevate the customer experience for our sellers, like we talked about with the buyers. So right away, when they schedule, we send out that confirmation email to remind them of the date and the time of the appointment. And it's obviously their address, so we don't need to remind them of the of the address. Right. right. However, because I automate everything, when you schedule a listing appointment, I automatically send you a reminder of what the address is. Yes, and I love that. Thank you. Yes, that's so nice of me, isn't it? Yes, Anyways, thank you. So <laughs> the biggest thing to remember here is we also want to show our sellers that we are go-getter realtors who can get their house sold. Remember, because we have that switch of the mindset that we are in selling mode. So in that initial email, we also have a link for them to view our marketing packet. So our marketing packet is a little bit different than our listing packet. This just shows, you know, how we're going to get the job done, uh, how we market their listing and the values that we stand behind in our business. So that way, you know, they know right up front kind of what to expect. So in that confirmation email, we send out that marketing packet for them to review in advance. Now, guys, listen up. I need to talk to you about our listing questionnaire, right? Okay. So our listing questionnaire gets sent out in that confirmation email, right? There's a link to it. Yes. So okay. it's in the confirmation email and it says, please complete this questionnaire. So uh, if you recall from our previous episode, we do also send one for buyers, uh, which is super beneficial. So for sellers, um, we ask a variety, an assortment of questions if you will. So guys, the biggest thing, there's a lot of questions and we'll talk about it a little bit. I think my favorite question in the questionnaire is what do you think that your house is going to sell for? Right? Cause this gives us an idea going in, whether we're on the same page, whether they think it's uh, worth way more or worth way less that just it, to have that information ahead of time gives me such a, a better idea of where their head's at. And so it's not going to be like awkward if they think it's worth significantly more than what the market is telling us that it's worth. So we also just have questions like the basic questions, like their email, obviously their address, their... Yes, yeah, so all their contact information. Contact information. So then we use that to just update our the, records. Their motivation scale on a scale of zero to five, how motivated are you? Um, if they're buying a house, we also ask about what they're looking for in that house. Um, but just a lot of helpful information. And then what's nice about having them fill out this questionnaire instead of just taking notes and talking about it at the meeting is that it's all saved for you then. Then it's all their answers are going to be saved in like your Google Drive. And if you, you know, forget what they're looking for, you can just go look it up. And then, you know, you usually print them out print out the answers before you go to the appointment so yes. that you can reference them there as well. Yeah, I like everyone has their own strategy for taking notes, but I actually, I print it out and then I'll take it to the appointment and I can take notes right on there. That's what I like to do. So it's also because I lost my Apple pencil. <laughs> it's in the car somewhere still. I haven't seen it in a month. All right. So anyways, questionnaire, I mean, have has just really helped us in our business, you know, to keep track of things and uh, easily be able to update our database with their contact information and gives us an idea of how to prepare for their meeting in the best way. So whether, you know, that's, 
that pricing question and their motivation, all that is going to help guide our conversation when we're actually at the meeting. So scheduling, that's huge. If you need help with this questionnaire, if you don't have this in your business or you want to kind of add some other questions to it, I have a free resource for you that is a Google form that is like the exact template that we use for our um, questionnaire. So in that freebie, I give you access to buyer questionnaire and the seller questionnaire. So you can grab that. I'm going to link that below in the show notes. So make sure you check that out because um, then it's just done for you pretty much, right? Yes. All right. So that's step number two. Step number three is when you actually go through the listing consultation. The listing consultation. So this part of our process can differ from client to client. Yes. So it's catered to, well, what's kind of um, difficult sometimes is like sometimes sellers are ready to sell right now or they're just thinking of selling. If they right. find the right house first, then they'll sell. You know how that is. Yeah. So, so it can be very different depending on how urgent they need to sell. If they're like, we want to sell it right away. It's kind of like, okay, we need to get to the meat and potatoes. Oh, man. <laughs> but if they're like, we're thinking about it, maybe in a couple of years, we just want information. Um, it's a, it can be a little bit of a different conversation. So I like to know where their head's at. Right. And so the biggest part, obviously, is just listening to our clients getting to know their wants and needs and their specific goals and their timeline. And then you can cater the rest of the meeting to that. Something that bothers me so much is the scripts that are like overcoming objections about why they should sell. Think, <laughs> about why they should sell. Yeah. Right. Like pressuring people to put it on the market. You mean? Right. I mean, just stop it. I don't, how is that even legal? Anyways. So, Obviously, the way that we run our business is we want to focus on serving our clients, meeting them where they're at, and listening to what their goals are. Right. Yeah. So we never pressure people, no, though. No, we never do. Yeah. Sell their house now. Sign the contract now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's keep going. Okay. So in this listing appointment, we also briefly review the listing process or, you know, our sellers are educated and prepared and they know what to expect. Maybe they haven't bought in a long time or, you know, haven't been through this process before. So one of the biggest things we go through is the pricing conversation. Obviously, everyone wants to know what their home is worth. So what we do, we include a page in our listing packet that discusses, we tell them the importance of pricing your home correctly in order to ensure a smooth sale. So let's review a few things that are on that page. Again, with pricing, uh, in our experience, if you are going in not confident, I feel like your sellers can just like smell that from a mile away, right? Yeah. And what I, and what I do, honestly, I like to, I come in with a general idea from research before, but typically what I do is I don't bring comps per se. Uh, sometimes I have a couple on my iPad, but I really do want to get to know the house first in person, especially if there's really not a recent history of it. And then what I do is I go back to my computer and I prepare uh, a detailed report for them that I send over with the information. Yes. So again, this is uh, a little bit hard to have us the same for us, at least that we found it's a little bit difficult to have the same process for everyone. Some houses are going to be like, okay, or some houses you've sold before you help them buy it, you know, right. So you know yeah. Exactly what so sometimes, sometimes it's easier. Anyways, we did come up with a system that at least we have this discussion. 
so that when you follow up or you give them the pricing recommendation, whatever, you can, it kind of facilitates the pricing conversation. So a couple things that we include in this pricing um, page in our packet. Number one, we talk about why pricing correctly really matters. So explain to them the longer their home sits on the market, the more stale it gets and the more you risk getting lowball offers, right? Like mm -hmm. we know that, but sometimes our clients don't really know that. So we make sure we include it so that we can talk about it. Number two, we talk about our three pricing strategies. We got this strategy from Debbie DeGrote of Forward Coaching. I'll link her coaching in the comments. But we loved this, and so we've implemented it. And we talk about it right in that listing packet. So do you want to talk about those pricing strategies? Yeah, so we talk about three different pricing strategies. The first one being retail. So I, I say this is kind of the old school way of thinking, at least in our current market, which is uh, we start higher with the idea that we will do you know, price reductions or that someone's going to offer a lower amount and we'll meet them somewhere in the middle. Uh, another strategy is fair pricing. So we price it right at the data and expect it to sell right around then. The next strategy, and this is uh, market specific. So recently in the Madison area, this has been a, a popular strategy, which is the auction effect. So we start a little bit lower with the hopes of it selling quickly and getting a bidding war and selling much higher. Uh, than any of the other strategies. So we kind of put the ball in their court um, and give them the opportunity and give them suggestions based on what we think the market is telling us. Right. So these are all the goal of this page in our listing packet is to kind of come up with the price together. So we're having a conversation about it. Um, you don't have to like look at your magic ball and figure out the specific price, right? You can kind of come to the conclusion together based on the information that you give them and how they feel about their house and their goals. So those are those three pricing strategies, retail, fair, and auction. So we talk about that, talk about what's going to be kind of the best way to think about it with their house. The third thing we talk about is price reduction strategies. So having this conversation in advance is um, really helpful so that you set that expectation that, hey, if these things happen, we need to talk about a price reduction. So it's not, hopefully, shouldn't be such a shock to them if we need to talk about reducing the price. Yeah, if we set that expectation ahead of time at the consultation, it makes that price reduction conversation way easier to have. Uh, both, you know, yourself, you don't have to feel quite as awkward making that call because you already set that expectation. And hopefully the client can recall that conversation uh, <laughs> so that they, they know when you call them um, that you talked about it before. So in our price reduction talk. This is what we have. And now in at the time of this recording, like I can't imagine having a price reduction conversation. You know, it depends. It depends. So like what we put in our thing, it, it's a very general rule, but we just say 10 days and no showings. We're going to talk about a price reduction, 10 showings and no offers. We're going to talk about a price reduction or we're going to do a price reduction. I right. should say, we're not going to talk about it. We're going to, that's, that's it. What happens? That's what happens. But 10 then, days, no showings, price reduction. Yes. And obviously, I think the biggest thing here is obviously the market is always changing. But put this on a sheet in your listing packet. I think I have it for you if you yeah. grab that freebie. And obviously, you can always update it. But even if you don't update it, you can say, you know, like we say, okay, actually, if it's been the weekend and we don't have any showings, you know, right. price reduction. 
and just say, you know, at least then it's that talking point. It's the talking and point. And the system so that you don't forget. Yep. So you're not like hiding behind the fact that you might have to do a price reduction later, that you're being upfront and that there are guidelines and market dependent and obviously property dependent. Okay. So these three key elements, let's review them. The pr why pricing correctly matters, the three pricing strategies, and then the price reduction strategies. These three elements set the stage for our sellers so they know what to expect. And when we've discussed these three things, we can come to an agreement on the price together instead of just feeling like it's all on us. So we open up the conversation with them. We give our expertise. Expertise. We give our expertise and guidelines based on their home and the market in their specific area. So obviously everyone, every agent is going to do this a little bit differently. The bottom line here is that whatever way you decide, you need a system so that you actually can stick to that. And for us, after a lot of trial and error of having super awkward pricing conversations or totally dreading the price reduction conversation, we've come up with this sheet. And now that we've done that, when we've, you know, our clients will call us and say, oh, yeah, I guess we'll have, we, you know, now it's right. time to reduce the price yep. because I know it's been 10 days and whatever. Yep. So it's like they approach us about that, knowing that we're all working together in this to make this, get this house sold. So that's that. After the consultation, we send up a follow-up email, and that includes a brief summary of everything that we discussed. Uh, like Zach said, sometimes you put in the, you know, CMA, the full report and all that stuff. So depending on what your system is, just make sure you send up that follow, send that follow-up email um you know include the listing packet and the net sheet and all that stuff okay step four listing contract and showing so with the listing contract we want to make sure that nothing is missed so similar to the buyer checklist you made but it's it's more just in an email format um we ask all of the questions that are pertained in the listing contract so we confirm price obviously um we can let them know we confirm the commission um, the big things are what's included and excluded, and we give them examples. So we want to make sure that, you know, that there's no confusion between the buyer and the seller about what's included and what's excluded. So the big thing here is just having the system of these emails that are templated out. So I already know I just kind of copy and paste and, and fire them away. And then the seller is able to provide me with that information. Cause often we would like, forget and have to go back right know, like, oh yeah do you want this included or whatever so just having that system in place so that you don't don't forget those things is super important yeah and then just having clear communication as far as uh when we're going to do certain things okay so there's an email template that i'll that i'll fill out when are we putting the sign in the yard when are we doing staging when are we doing photography um when am i going to get the supra out there Stuff like that. When are we going live? When are we presenting offers? When are we doing an open house? This is all reminding me I need to send them to Diane. <laughs> which is <laughs> Shout out this podcast for about to be to send this email. Um, but it's wonderful because that's all I have to do is fill in the blanks um, and then we're off to the races. Right. And that's super important. The listing timeline because we found that we would be like, oh, shoot, I forgot that I have to drop off the stupid booties and the Ugh, turn off the lights like, every time. Ugh. So when you have this listing 
timeline, it tells the seller like, hey, these are the steps that we need to take. We need to fill out the condition report. Everything is listed on there so that the sellers know and then we know of, you know, all the stuff that needs to take place in order for this not to be a disorganized mess, right? Right. So that's super huge is having that timeline and those emails templated out. Anything that you can do to make this, you know, just smooth sailing and go off without a hitch. So your clients are never asking, what do I do next? I think that's like the worst question that I could ever get asked as a realtor. It's like, I don't, I want to make sure everything is upfront. So they never feel like they have to ask that. Right. Right. That they just are like, okay, this is great. I know what I need to be doing. So step number five, let's review our steps before I get too deep into this. Step number one was the new seller lead. Step number two is scheduling that first meeting. Step number three, going through the listing consultation. Step four was listing contract and showings. Step five is negotiations and accepted offer. So obviously when you get an offer, things can be a little overwhelming when your seller is looking at a big offer to purchase. And especially if there's multiple offers, right? That can be um, a lot. So you probably already use something like this as well. If, you know, at the time of this recording, multiple offers are very common. Um, almost on every listing we have them. So we want to make sure that things are laid out, not only for us as agents clearly, but also for our sellers as well. So you probably already have something like this created, but if you don't, uh, make sure you have an offer spreadsheet for presenting your offers to your sellers. So much like we talked about in the buyer um, process episode last week, uh, how we have that checklist for when we're writing an offer, we want to have the same type of checklist just on the seller side where you go through everything in the offer and write it out so it's clear and concise for every contingency that is in that offer. So this way, when we meet with our sellers to present these offers, everything is just laid out and we can compare those multiple offers really easily because they're right next to each other in that spreadsheet. All right. Step six. We did it, guys. We got there to closing and beyond. Oh, yeah. To closing and beyond. To closing and beyond. We should start saying that. Yeah, we should. Okay. It's like we're going to TM trademark that. TM. Anyways, so we talked about this stage in our last episode as well about the buyers but basically what's really important is to make sure that you add these clients to a specific follow-up system for your past clients so you don't lose touch right and the the closing and after phase is just as important as all the others yeah we never want to feel like our clients are forgotten about after closing unless they were nightmare clients and you decide to delete them from your database. Which, which we've done. We've all had that, which is fine. And that's okay. I think that's a great point actually to bring that in there. Not everyone, you don't have to keep in touch with everyone. If you want to drop people after closing. Then you can drop them after that's closing. Okay. We've yes. only done it once. I've done it three times. Okay, we've only done it a few times, <laughs> but. <laughs> At least three, but not yeah. often. Yeah, not often. So anyways, uh, if you want these people in your life still, uh, if the transaction went smoothly and blah, 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 uh, these are going to be your raving fans. So you want to continue to create that loyalty and, um, you know, you want to earn their business again for repeat business, and then you want to earn their referrals. So it's really important that after closing, you have some kind of system to keep up with them. So for us, 
the past client follow-up looks like quarterly pot buys and then client events so and i believe we have an earlier podcast that goes into detail about all that right we do okay so tune in if you want or tune backwards if you want if you want uh details on those things i'll link it below anyways (laughs) so whatever you do just make sure you have that system right that's what this is all about because in our earlier days when we did not have a system and we had i mean we knew what we were doing but we just everything was just so disorganized uh it was really stressful and chaotic for us oh yeah and now everything runs like a well-oiled machine we know exactly what to expect and our clients know exactly what to expect so anyways when you have a solid follow-up strategy in place you're going to continue to stay top of mind long after these clients closing so when they need to move again you're the only agent they think of and there's no competition in that and then the same thing goes for when their friends need to move as well they're going to be ready to refer you and excited to refer you because you've kept up with them and they know that you value them as part of your community and part of your business. Mm. Like we just said, the most important step is committing to your system with all of this. So let's quickly review those six steps of the listing process. Step number one is the new seller lead. Step two is scheduling that first meeting. Step three is going through that listing consultation. Step four is the listing contract and showings. Step five is negotiations and accepted offer. And step number six is closing and after. Mm. And don't forget that I have that freebie for you with my buyer and seller questionnaire templates in there as well. Also, I forgot to mention this before, but I also have my social agent template pack for you. It's $47 that gives you access to some social media lead magnets, a closing packet, but then it also has both your buyer packet and your listing packet that you can edit. It's a Canva template and it's going to include a lot of the things that we've talked about um, in this episode and last week's episode. So if you want to grab that, I will link that below as well. So there you have it, our best tips for systematizing your seller process. So stay tuned for future episodes to learn how you can automate and systematize even further to take more work off your plate. But the first step is really committing to your system and getting that all hammered out. This was great. The best episode yet. We say that every episode, except for a few where we're like, okay, this one sucks. But thanks for tuning in. A couple does. This This one's a good one, though. This one's a good one. Thanks for tuning in. Yes. And until next time. From the Fiegel team. Go out and get social. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. We are so grateful to have a supportive community who also likes to get weird and have fun. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes. And also, we'd be so thankful if you could leave a rating and a review for us. We'll see you next time on the Social Agents Club. Until then, make it a great day.